0: Who do you think you are? Let's talk about it on this episode of
1: Inverse.
2: Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse.
0: Who do you think you are? The episode title is "You Are Not Who You Think You Are." We are studying the book of James, and my name is Justin Kim, and you're on Inverse. And in the studio, we have Sebastian, Israel, and Jonathan. Hey guys! Aloha! Literally, Aloha. Eight guys! <laughs> <With> some <laughs> not hated. What's the,
3: what's, What in the world? <laughs> try to be like Sebastian. Oh, is that right? You yes. can't do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we're going to be studying the book of James, chapter four, verses one, uh, verses eleven through seventeen, and as we always do before we read scripture. We're going to ask the Lord to bless us. We're reading a holy book and we're going to need the Holy Spirit to help us understand. We're going to ask you to open your Bibles to James chapter 4 on your digital or your analog devices, but also go to inversebible.org and there you can download and access all the Bible study guides from previous episodes and previous topics and also uh, binge watch uh, this entire arc on James and get caught up to where we are in chapter 4. So, Sebastian, if you can pray for us.
1: Yes, let's pray. Father in Heaven, we are grateful for the privilege that we have to study Your Word. We're also grateful that the Spirit of God is willing to come and to guide us into all truth and to show us Christ in His Word. We pray in a special way that You would be with our thoughts and be with our understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks.
0: Israel, chapter 4, verse uh, 11 through 17, please.
3: It says, Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother, speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you are not a doer of the law, but a judge. There is one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge one another? Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will, or today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city and spend a year there, buy and sell and make profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live and do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance, all such boasting is evil. Therefore, to him who knows to do good and does it not, To him it is sin.
0: Thanks, uh, Israel, for reading that passage. Jonathan, just a, a kind of a, 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 broad, a zoomed out question. Uh, what kind of guy do you think James is? From from the passages that we've read so far, you kind of get a little bit of his writing style. is mm-hmm. a lot different from Paul. He's not a John. <laughs> uh, I mean, James has just written, right, just one letter, right, that, mm-hmm. that, that we know of. Um, I don't know. What kind of guy do you think he is from your imagination and your first take?
4: I, I do think that James is a person who cares about God's church, mm. uh, otherwise he wouldn't be so passionate about some of these topics. Quite passionate, And yes. he also seems to be a very practical guy. Yeah. Uh, so he, he just goes down to certain issues and focuses on those and talks about them and addresses them, and he's not, you know, sugarcoating things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's also not just judgmental, he's, he's with grace, he, he, he has the right balance mm-hmm. um, that we see in the Word. Uh, so I appreciate him. I think I think he's a, a, a church leader who cares about God's people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, from a from the historical theological perspective, we do think that James was the brother of Jesus, mm-hmm. um, and so that, of course, puts him into an interesting spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, especially when you look at the Gospels and you need you know the stories of of how. Jesus' siblings were kind of like trying to hold him back and not, you know, don't do what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we see a change took place where now James becomes a respected church leader to the point where his writings must have uh, been spread to the degree that we have it today mm-hmm. um, in, in the Bible. So he was a respected uh, person and the impression I have is that he cares about God's church but that he's not afraid of pointing out issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other insights from him that you guys think? I mean, we, we like, don't, we're yeah. just, we're just uh, Gestulating here, yeah.
3: and, and, and he comes across to me as someone that has a, a, a unique aspect of the gift of wisdom. Mm, you mm, know, he has mm. a an interesting perspective on the world where he's able to to kind of portray uh, things that are and then kind of give a background story to what's going on. So he comes to me as someone who's very wise. I feel like James is emerging as like the New Testament form of Proverbs. There's so many yeah. little things mm. that come up. Yeah, <laughs>
0: we use the term <clears throat> use the term uh, fortune cookie and we don't mean fortune cookie in a in, a, in a, <laughs> any flippant way, but just these right. pithy sayings that, that just kind of, in many ways, kind of seem unrelated. And we've yeah. looked at uh, previous episodes and they are related. Right. Kind of a stream of consciousness, but there is a relation from section to section. Different things. But in this section... Is probably the most proverbial, the most fortune cookie of them all. Yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, very, very practical insights that he gets into. Uh, Sebastian, any other insights that you may you may think of on on the guy of James? Is This a guy that you can kind of go to the restaurant with and just have a couple of non-alcoholic drinks with. Is this a guy that you can just <coughs> talk about, you know, the latest podcast? What's what's your so take? I
1: I look at James as very much akin to Paul in his ability to reason. Okay. Because a lot of the things that he he tells are really illustrations of his points. Okay, But he's not as wordy as Paul. Mm. Um, and I also find that, <clears throat> excuse me, he's not, he doesn't require as much space and time to grapple with an issue. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like he's, he's grappling with all the nuances of a certain idea. He's kind of just like, here it is. Mm-hmm. And he strikes me as a person that when you're talking to them, There's people who will just say one sentence and then you're kind of like stuck on what they just said, but they're like moving on. Mm -hmm. And you're just like, man, like, hold on. I just got to process that one statement that was just really profound. Mm -hmm. And I feel like James strikes me as that type of guy who's just going to drop some stuff on you and then be like, all right, I got to roll. And then you just like take that with you.
3: Yeah. It's like he was walking and he's just telling you what to write down. Right. Yeah. No,
0: I wonder like if he had enough paper. Maybe it was just like I only have two sheets here, so maybe just be really you know, like uh, stop doing this and stop it and send it off. Right. Uh, kind of like what we do today. If you're if you're typing on an email, you can
4: type a really long email. Some of us mm. do, and some of us, if you just have your your phone, you know, you're like go away and then you just sp- send it out but i was i was thinking about that because we have been in previous episodes talking about how you know it's not the typical kind of you know pauline kind of letter that makes yeah. all logical sense and is long and whatever yep uh but i was talking about thinking about how just our conversations we go from topic to topic quite quickly sometimes sure, and yeah. sometimes these are very unrelated it's just that one word triggers something else and so it's just normal i would yeah, say to yeah, to it's, true. it's not it's not weird, in my opinion. Sure. It's just maybe unlike Paul, yeah. but in a di- in a different way. I think it, it works. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. So
0: let's go to verse, verse eleven. Verse eleven, and uh, picking up what John just said in verse ten, he says, "Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and He will lift you mm. up." Uh, that was our previous episode. We want to ask you to go to the if you if you missed it, you, it's a really great episode. The context and. Just mm. really, really, really juicy there. Right. But then he says, humble yourselves. And by the way, verse 11, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. Okay, kind of another uh, a wonky shift. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so to describe that, is this just a random conversation he's having? Or are they connected here from humility to speak, not speaking evil of, of others?
1: Yeah, there there's definitely a bridge, a segue between these because there's the... The concept of being humble, of submitting to God, Mm. recognizing your place, and then transitioning to ways that we may be thinking as James is want to do to anticipate an example in your mind that you're not applying what he's saying Mm. and to me this causes his shift it's like yeah yeah we know we need to humble ourselves before God right we need to submit therefore to God right and we need to resist the devil he's like yeah but don't be speaking evil of one another and judging each other Mm -hmm. so now it's like yeah I'm gonna submit to these people but I'm not submitting to you Right. As my brother, who I feel I can see your weaknesses and faults Mm -hmm. and I'm going to speak about you in these ways. So that's where I see the connection is sometimes we have a natural tendency to do towards God and the Lord Jesus Christ that we are not willing to give that same deferment and respect and honor to one another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And James is quick to catch that and how quickly we can just give all of this stuff to God and assume that we're a good person when James's book constantly brings us back to the fact that if your relationship with Jesus does not impact you in a social setting, this is not true religion,
3: Mm -hmm. right?
1: That has to be played out.
3: It seems as, and what I'm catching from you, which is a uh, keen insight, Sebastian, is that, and I do read that now looking at the text, that it it does seem as though James does not allow us to escape where the mind wants to escape. It's like you, you're talking about the law of God and you're thinking, all right, this is too much to handle. Let's move on to something else. And then it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to catch you before you go. You know what I mean? It's like anywhere you, everywhere yep. you turn, he anticipates and he catches us. I see the connection here between the law of God. He's been talking about the law of God. Mm. And then he's going to draw that that that, that uh, perspective mm-hmm. or that concept of the law of God in speaking bad against each other mm-hmm. in judging each other and in so doing we're speaking bad negatively against the law of God or against mm-hmm. God himself. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. I, I saw that as well the connection in, here in verse 11 you know it talks about you, if you do this, you know, speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. Now, we have already seen earlier in the book of James, he talks about, you know, doing, not just believing. Yeah, being a doer of the word. Uh, doer yeah. of the word. But then also talking about, uh, I think it was in chapter 2, that you you kind of pick the, some of you pick the laws that you obey, but others you don't obey. Yes. And And he's saying here, by speaking evil of one another, you are... Putting yourself in a position where you're saying, Mm -hmm. in the name of Christ, as a Christian, uh, that you know you can do this. You're judging the law. You're saying this part of the law basically doesn't apply from your perspective. And what example are you giving to the world? Mm -hmm. So because you, you you think of it, this is in the in in the context. These Christians lived close to you know heathens and Greeks and whatever. These people are seeing these Christians, and if they are talking bad about others, they hear them. What is that teaching them about Christ? What is that teaching about Christianity? Mm. And so they are misrepresenting God and uh, be- making themselves judges of the law of God
3: in mm-hmm. that way. There's also yeah. the concept of speaking, right? Because the tongue. Yes. You know, yep. with mm-hmm. the tongue we st- and 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 so he's kind of bringing back now also back the concept of speaking, mm-hmm. bridling your tongue and all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> the, the
0: the 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 tone of, of James is very interesting. That whenever he gives this uh, the, the, these 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 injunctions, and mm-hmm. it's not just rules or more wisdom, but he does tie it into a person. Yes. Right. Yep. He does mention a lawgiver that. There's one lawgiver. When he's talking about partiality, he's talking about the faith of our Lord Jesus Mm -hmm. Christ. Like, Jesus was his brother, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, maybe a half-brother. And and I don't know how the history works out, but where was the connection? Maybe they had the same father, Joseph, most likely the case, maybe different mothers. I mean, we don't know. And then the history doesn't say, but, I mean, this was a real person in his life. Mm -hmm. So his whole ethic... His whole system of 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 admonishing the church is not. Look, you got to follow the system. You got to follow the true religion is this. It's not some more rules. It's like Mm -hmm. there's a person behind Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. There's a lawgiver, and that's my brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I know him. He's a tangible person. Later he talks about social injustice and whatever. And then the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of hosts. Yeah, Yeah? this is the Lord Jesus. So. Our, all of our systems that we are talking about it needs to be rooted in a person mm-hmm. yeah. our, our social ethics so I shouldn't talk about you not because it's right or wrong or whatever and that's like and, and that, that's true in itself too mm, right. but there's also a person behind yes. the scenes mm. uh, that, that's the level of accountability that, that James brings us to uh, we're going to come back after the break we're going to look at some other stuff of planning is planning bad and some other practical components that define our self-identity so stay with us
2: has inverse been a blessing to you
0: Welcome back. We're seeing oodles of wisdom in the book of James, very uh, uh, reminiscent of the book of Proverbs. But James takes a, a slight little turn and roots it in a person. This person is the one who enables us, who transforms us, and allows us to live out these principles. So, gentlemen, let's go back to chapter 4 and a verse, where are we, verse 12? We,
3: well, can we do verse 11? Yeah, verse still? 11. Go for because it. Because when you were talking about the, the the person of Jesus and all that, it, 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 it actually is true. You can see that. Throughout the entire scripture, or throughout the entire book of James, mm. but he's not just talking about uh, what, what emerged to me as you were saying that is, it's not just talking about identifying Jesus as a person or the lawgiver, but also religion in and of itself is the experience that takes place between people, mm. and mm-hmm. and 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 he does that he does that brilliantly in verse eleven. It says, "Do not speak evil of one another," and then he says, "Brethren, right." And then he who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. And in in, in this context, what I appreciate about it is he's saying... Whenever we speak negatively about someone or whenever we speak evil about someone, which is slander, he's first of all speaking about a group of people that are not there to defend themselves, ruining the good name of a person that is not there to defend themselves, which in itself has a lot of connotations with what social justice ultimately is. Right. Yeah. Dealing with people that can't defend themselves. And then it says that person that you're speaking evil of is not some obscure person is not a person that is detached It's not a person that has no face it's your brother right and and so he's speaking here this these emotional kind of and he uses that brother a lot right mm-hmm. you know count it all joy brother, when you fall There's into a motif yeah, yeah. Yep. and so over and over and over i think you see in the book of james real religion ultimately is experienced, or we ultimately experience it when we learn to see each other as brothers and sisters in Christ, Mm. and when we learn to see God as the father of our human family. And so, this idea really struck me of, Mm. whenever I'm speaking negatively Mm. about someone, I'm speaking negatively about someone that in the eyes of God, is my brother or my sister? Mm. He loves us the same. We're mm-hmm. part of the same. We are fighting within our family, and that struggle. So you is speak
0: evil of that person, you're breaking that linkage as brother. Mm-hmm. And then he says you're elevating your person uh, yourself Self. above that yeah. person. So you're seeing yourself as the judge of that person. Yeah. So then, if you're the judge, then really, where is God in all this? Right. Yes. Right. So I mean, you're you're the what the the metaphysical ramifications of you speaking about something is just you're like, oh, Sebastian, like, you know, he smells. It that's it's it's not just that. It's, <laughs> it's a lot more bigger
4: yeah. than that yeah you know uh, it, it, it reminded me of of jesus who says you know whatever you've done to the least of this you've done to me uh jesus identifies himself with each person that exists yep. on such a deep level that whatever you do to that person you're yeah. doing to jesus yeah like if i hurt you you i'm hurting jesus yeah and so i love just what you brought out there uh, both of you that that this connection the brotherhood the, the family that we are supposed to be that God is trying to create uh, with all of us uh, is coming through here so beautifully and then James says listen we, we, we got it we, we cannot do this to each other mm. we, we are different and I think this speaks into today's world as well because it's slandering and gossiping and so on. is just so widespread. And I'll be the first to confess that I've done it. So it's like, mm-hmm. uh, this has spoken to my heart. And I'm like, I want to see the people in my life as And even, my, as and even
1: greater than that, Jonathan, is mm-hmm. that has become entertainment. Yes. You know, that oh, yeah. to Israel's point, like we've dehumanized others yeah. to say, well, because you're a public figure, we have every right to invade your privacy and put you to open shame. Mm-hmm, and yeah. because of this and that, we have every right to just speak and whisper about you. Mm-hmm. And I I remember growing up, my dad used to say that, um, you know, family are the only people that will love you when you're wrong. Mm. And so when you when you deal with your brother and your siblings and you go out and it's like, yo, your brother said this or your sister said this to my friend. I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, why would you say that? Right. I'm thinking to my sibling, like, dude, you you were wrong. But at the same token, like, I'm still going to love you and defend you, Mm -hmm. even though you're wrong. Mm. And this type of family dynamic is what James is trying to push to. Mm. And if you don't take that, then you are now the police. Mm. You are now the court judge, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember, you know, going to a court proceeding and the judge told a person when he had all these character witnesses walking into the court and was like, oh, we're his pastor. I'm his sister. I'm his mom. And the judge was like, I'm not your sister. I'm not your brother. I'm not your mom. I'm your judge. So for me, all of that relationship has nothing to do with me. My job is to administer the law fairly and according to the facts. And that's exactly what James is like. That's not you. That's Jesus. That's right. Right, and when you do that, that's exactly what you're doing.
0: Yeah, this this, this conversation is it's making it very clear of the flow here. Verse eleven through 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 twelve, it it, it, it goes back to the question I asked: Who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I speak bad about someone, I think I'm actually better or higher or whatever. We, we just talked about that. Yeah. And that is the flow from verse ten: Humble yourselves mm-hmm. in the sight of the Lord, and yep. He will lift you up. Mm-hmm. Well, one way that you're not humble is that you speak of others and you think you're higher than you are. Yes. Yeah? I mean that that's the connection here. Yeah. I mean this yeah. is this is our uh, this is making sense. Another way that we think we're higher than we are, is found in verse 13. That's mm-hmm. right. I'm trying to trying to move us along here. I I let's like go back to verse. 11. No, we're going to go, go to verse 13. <laughs> the Bible says, "Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we'll go such and such a, such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen mm-hmm. tomorrow." So another way that we th- we 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 are arrogant. We, we think we know the future. We think we have this this uh, omniscient eye on things. And here he's talking about our, the. way that we we plan for tomorrow is he talking about planning Mm -hmm. or is there something else i think he's this out for us sebastian
1: he he's and and this really this passage is one of my favorite as a business person because running my business that's all you do is you make plans you figure out this is what we're going to do we're going to make profit we're going to do whatever whatever and you come back to this passage and he's saying you always must account for the sovereignty of god in your plans You must always account as a Christian, right? Someone else is going to be like, we're going to go here. When I hit this city, we're going to make this money and we're going to get out. And there's a billion things that must go right for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And James is saying, listen, I'm not against planning. Mm -hmm. I'm against you not submitting your plans to the providence and the will of God. Mm -hmm. And when things go off the rails, this is how people in business, particularly, um, as a microcosm of this principle, get into unethical behavior, yeah. because I must push my plans through no matter what. Yeah. So it's like, well, the only thing we can do is tell them this, even though that's not true, but because we have to reach this profitability goal, or you know, publicly traded companies have to do shady things, mm-hmm. because if you can't keep your plans, people look at you as a poor b- business person, a poor mm-hmm. leader. When in reality, James is like, no, humility and understanding your place in the universe comes to submitting your plans as God's providence Mm. indicates Mm. to you as they should be carried out. And I can accept that.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the worldview also here emerges from from verse 13. It says that, you know, come we're going to buy and we're going to sell and we're going to profit. In other words, he's speaking also not just, he's speaking more to a worldview rather than he's speaking to Mm -hmm. the concept Mm -hmm. of planning, Mm -hmm. right? This concept that my goal in life is to buy, to sell, to profit. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do that at all costs. And then what he's saying is, no, no, you don't need to do, don't forget the fact that this is a vapor. Vapor. Like, you're, like you're, your life is a vapor. At the end of the day, yep. if if your goal of profiting is the ultimate goal in life, it's a worthless goal because you're here on earth for, you know, right. 70, 80 maximum, you know, mm-hmm. 100 years. And, and it, your life is simply but a vapor. And so what he's saying is don't have the mentality of profit um, as your motivation to live. Instead, remember of remember the fact that you are on this earth mm. for a short moment in time. Mm. Therefore, make your purpose in life not a purpose to make self gratification or profit, mm. but make an impact mm. in this world mm. through that small span of time. That
0: and, and, and it's crazy. And then this is the next episode. But it feeds a chapter five where he's talking about the rich and then all the, all right. the, the whatever mm. we can't talk about. But this is the the, the, <laughs> the it, it seemingly there is no flow, but once you there dig in, one. the flow is quite deep here, mm-hmm. James.
4: Yeah, oh, that's wow. awesome. Awesome. Oh, you know, I've I've seen extremes when it comes to this idea of do I plan? Do I trust God? Do I do nothing? What 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 am I supposed to do? And people yeah. you know quote Matthew six and like you know Jesus says don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry for itself. Mm-hmm. And does that mean we shouldn't do anything? And just. Today and not tomorrow. Um, I and then as Austrian, that, that that means something. That that, that is <laughs> that a lot. That does a the lot.
0: forethought yes. of planning. And the, the next, you know, that's that's. Uh, anyway.
4: <laughs> no, it's important. <laughs> it's true. Uh, <clears throat> this is why we we're so successful. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. But, I am not anti-planning. I want
1: to be like you. Want to grow a
4: But I think yeah. it has been it has been said uh, already very eloquently that that um, that planning itself is not the problem. The problem is, do I plan with with God. Insight, what worldview that you're using? Exactly. To plan. Mm-hmm. What, what 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 am I? How am I seeing this? And so I've seen the extreme where people are like, "Well, we have to wait for the. I mean, God has to speak to me. I have to hear the audible voice before I can do anything next." Mm. And
1: you know, Jonathan, what what's at the heart of that is mm-hmm. we want to hear from God mm-hmm. because we want to feel as if my plans are guaranteed to succeed. Exactly. Because if God told me, then it's automatic, right? Right. Then I don't have to worry about obstacles. I, I never deviate. I never change. Mm-hmm. I don't have to think. I don't have to pray. I don't have to wait on God. I don't have to ask Israel for advice, right. right? I can just say, nope, the Lord spoke to me. This is what it will be. And guess what? No matter what happens.
4: But the beauty is that as we surrender, as he says, you know, submit to God and, 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 and live with, with God in mind, um, God wants us to use our minds. He wants yep. us to be intelligent Christians. Yes. And to make plans, but always being willing and open for him to interrupt our agenda, for him to, yeah. you know, direct in a different direction because we don't always know. And that's the point. We cannot know everything. People yeah. go through life thinking, I got it all together. I control it all. We right. don't. We have very little control of our lives. Very sobering thought, you know, like we, you know, it says all boasting is such an mm-hmm. evil, you should
0: not boast in your arrogance. You know, it's boasting is not necessarily all this words like, man, mm-hmm. I got all this money. Like, uh, like right. it's not necessarily words, mm-hmm. but it's also in the planning of my day. Yeah. In, in the, in the introverted, quiet, of my own mind, I could be boasting just from the way I live out my life. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. is such evil. And then he goes into verse 17, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. It seems like another unrelated moment, but it, it is quite connected. Verse verse 17, therefore to him who knows to do good and does it not, to him it is sin. Mm. Connect this for us, gentlemen. What is the connection between boasting and scheduling and, and whatnot and humbling? And then he says, not the things that you do is bad, but what you don't do is also so, uh, and missed opportunity is sin. What's going mm-hmm. on there, Israel?
3: Well, and to me, that, that's why that verse 17 does not make sense if we take this within the context of planning. Mm. If we take it within the context of worldview, it makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense, right? Mm-hmm. In other words, don't focus your life on developing a profit or, you know, buying and selling. Profiting and buying and selling is good, but don't make that the focus of your life. Instead, make the focus of your life being, what do you know right now? There's a lot of things that I know. There's a million things I don't know, but there's a lot of things that I do know. Mm-hmm. Do the things that, the good that I know to do, that's what I should be doing. That's mm-hmm. the greatest, that is going to be the greatest form mm-hmm. of planning, because upon that, God is able to feed me with more plans, with more future, mm-hmm. with more understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So what is your conclusion after this study? What are you, what are things that you want to implement in your own life, gentlemen, uh, after this sobering message from James?
3: I need humility. <laughs> I need <laughs> humility. humility
4: in my yes, life. Definitely. Yeah.
0: You heard it there. Uh, I need more humility and not just humility in terms of my relationships but also in the perspective and the objective of my life. We need more humility in our lives. Hopefully that's your prayer. That's all of ours. We want to encourage you to continue studying the book of James in your own time by downloading Bible studies uh, at inversebible.org and also continue binge-washing all the episodes and different topics that Inverse Bible has released. You can go to hopetv.org for those episodes as well. I want to say thank you God bless you. We'll see you next week as we continue the last chapter of James. God bless you.
2: You've been listening to Inverse.